Welcome to the Double Shot Drone Podcast, hosted by Davey Kieran and Mike Berthold, two professional Florida drone pilots and entrepreneurs. Now, so welcome to Double Shot Drone with uh, Davey, with Davey. Yes, <laughs> thank and you, Mike. Uh, proud members of the Sky Eye Network. We have a we have a guest tonight. Uh, his name is Gil, and uh, Gil, pronounce your full name. Gil G I L L Boyd B O Y D. Gil Boyd, James. and and Gil is also a Sky Eye Network member, and he's wearing the hat. Nice. That's swag, pretty, plenty of swag. That's pretty. You know what? I can't even find my hat. <laughs> I gotta order another one. So uh that's a good conversation starter. Absolutely, absolutely. And that shirt too that says, you know, all the questions. We you know the, the Sky Network shirt. So so Gil, how this works is uh you know, we're we kind of talk to you about that. We just kind of just interview you, you know, find out how you how you got started in this crazy business of flying drones, you know, being a drone entrepreneur. And and when I talked to you on the phone. Man, I could have talked to you for hours, but I knew you had to go. You were, I could, have, I, you had, you had a lot of good information that I could use, I could use, or we could use. Um, so here we are. So, uh, you know, we all have, we all have these interesting stories how we got, how we got started. You know, we kind of, we kind of were building. Some of us built uh, that bamboo tree per se shot up pretty quickly and and some and some of us took like a couple of years three four years for it to, to shoot up you know in other words get get a lot of business so a lot of that has to do with our backgrounds and i think you have a very interesting background so we'll we'll give you the floor how did you how'd you get started in this crazy business well i'm curious about what you did because you had twilight shoes but since you asked uh, we'll, um, we'll talk about that later okay my background is computer IT, did that for quite a long time, did meetings at George R. Brown, chaired an astronaut hotel, and uh, I've been doing video production on YouTube for about eight years, and what I do for video, pro excuse me, let me reiterate, what I, what I have done for video production is completely different than what we do right now with Sky Network, because I've been on a black magic video switch where I had uh, six um, video cameras with four computers so that I could change the scene and keep things going, started out doing live then doing the pre-recorded. And uh, that's quite fascinating getting everything in sync. Loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gil, who, who was that for? Who were you working with or who were you working for at the time? When yeah. I was doing that at the George R. Brown and Sheridan Astrodome, that was how PC. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that or remember it. Houston Air League of PC users. I was on the board of directors. So oh, I was wow. VP of programs. I don't know how far back does that go? Uh, let's see, 1995, wow. 2000. I did that for five years, which uh, I didn't realize because it, it seemed like it had been a lot longer until I actually did account for it. And uh, officially, it was five years. It's kind of ironic, too, because I stopped doing that in 2000, stopped traveling. And the very next year, 9-11-01 happened. That was just really wild because the year before, I'd been in New York and all that stuff. And just that was weird wrapping my mind around that. Yeah. I was in New York. I spent 35 years in New York City. Yeah. 
I had a friend who's now gone. He told us someone he used to talk to every day, every hour, he'd pick up the phone and talk about what was going on. He was with Houston Business Journal. And he said for probably six months, he kept picking up that phone every day, remembering that person's gone. Yeah. And that was, uh, he was a good man. He was a Vietnam fighter pilot. His name was Al Massey. Peace to Al. Please. So, so Gil, do you have a uh, veteran background? No, I do not, but I have family that's retired from law enforcement, and it takes a different special thing, and I guess the way I was brought up is just, uh, you know, respect. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, we're, we're all kind of in the same school of thought there, for sure. I'm a former uh, combat engineer. and Oh, thank but, you for what you did. No, no yep, I, I, it was one of the best things I ever did. Um, allowed me to do a, a lot of things in my life, including what I'm what I'm doing now, you know. Um, so I, Would you I'll really do, thought you'd be flying aerials now, though? I tell you what, uh, I remember when that iPhone came out and uh, I was reluctant to get the first one, you know, the first one or two. And uh, no, I never, ever thought I would. I, I, I came upon it by mistake where a lot of people did. Uh, my wife's a, a school teacher and they had a drone day and I saw it and uh, I remembered. Gosh, I remembered when I was I. I had, I had an adventure kayaking business. Um, this is one of the shirts I had uh, for 18. Uh, I was a professional guide for 18 years. Anyway, on one of my trips, I saw a drone and it was filming us. And long story short, I always remembered that. And uh, and I actually wanted to contact the guy to get the footage from it. And he, he kind of dropped the ball. I would have paid for that footage. Um, but then a couple of years later, I saw that drone my wife's school but yeah no i never thought i would be doing this i i have a gra a graphic background and an adventure background so davy's got a bar background yeah i spent 35 30, yeah 35 or 36 years in the nightclub business in new york city wow fascinating a a, <laughs> a long stretch from flying drones yes <laughs> uh, but still you're kind of in the entertainment business of what we do of course, and as you you know, you you use the word respect there. You know, it's a it's a big thing in the service industry, and I think it's something that everybody on this planet should go through for six months or a year out of their life. You know. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had read an article that said the last three years marketing has changed more than it has in the previous fifty, and I agree with that. However, I think what we're looking at is we need to get back to the basics of marketing, meet and greet, go out and meet people, talk to them. Yeah, about doing the do right. That's yeah. doing the do. Doing the do. And whatever yeah. your niche is, you know, always be ready for the RGA. Yep. It, it's uh, it's um, something that never leaves you. You know, once you um, once you're in that industry, um, there's like it's this a mindset. Yeah, it's the six, not the sixth sense, but the seventh sense or the eighth sense. You know, as it's I say, mindset. The world would be a better place if a lot of people uh, worked in the service industry for uh, for any length of time. You learn some manners, you know. Yeah, you learn to take a lot of stuff that you have nothing to do with. You just say thank you, yes sir. I'll do, I'll make it right for you. What can I yep. do? Yeah. Yep. And some well, people you cannot please, but you just have to grin and bear it. And you say, know, it kills me exactly. Now, but the customer is not always right. <laughs> you well, got that right. What kills me now is like you go to and. You just go to a plate. Like I went to the taco bus today. I love the taco bus, and I got a taco for lunch. And uh, and then they want you to give a gratuity. It's like, well, what did you do? But just take my order at the, you know, at the counter. 
Like I gave him fifteen percent, you know. But you know, my best tip is don't run across the street with an open pair of scissors. There you yeah. go. That's a good tip. Naked. <laughs> David, that might have been something you did in Derry, uh, Ireland, but uh, we we try to keep our clothes on here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so so anyway, Gil. So okay, so you you got a diverse background. Sounds like you're kind of a renaissance guy like all of us um so how at what point did you decide well i'm going to get into um, drone photography and video what, what that, happened that's an interesting question doing what i did with uh, video production i wanted to uh, up my production capabilities up my up production values i had a client that had a project where i have a camera crane it takes two hours to set up that crane to get about a 15 or 30 minute shot and then another two hours to break that down. And you've got the extra time that, oh, by the way, if you want to move that crane to break it down partially to move it and then get set up for a shot, just so you can get something that does that up and down. That's a real nice flow that really is about a seven second shot. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way. So I looked into the <laughs> drone thing and I didn't do then what I was thinking about. I'm kind of glad I didn't, but it kept, kept bobbing up. And then finally, as they say, when the uh, student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I came across that thing with uh, what Damon was doing. And I said, man, this is this is it. This is what I need for production capabilities. This is what I need for the production value. Because this beats a britches off of moving a camera crank. That thing weighs 250 pounds in the crate. And for all the amount of time it takes to set it up and break it down, and I'm beat when I'm done with it. I mean, beat really? up. Wow. Is, yeah. that, is, that a, is that a single man job? Or are you working with numerous people to, uh, to set it up? I used that? to have a couple of people help me set it up. But I had to do all the rigging, put the camera on it, put the monitor on it, run the SDI cable for the camera to the monitor, the converter, all that stuff, and I would operate it. But it was a it was a lot of work for that special shot and for this client that needed that shot. I said, "There's got to be a better way." This was for a car wash, by the way. That uh, I said, uh, "The drone is the way to do this." So it, it it opened my mind, and when I saw new perspectives and opportunities, and it's kind of ironic because years ago. When I was talking to Al Massey, the Vietnam fighter pilot, he used to talk about the things he flew and try and get to the meeting sometime at the George R. Brown in Houston. Oh, I used to tease, well, I need a VTOL out here, something that'll land, that'll get me in, if, unless we can get a helicopter. And we even had a vendor we had talked to about a special shot we wanted to do. If we could come in to the George R. Brown and film that from both sides with that helicopter. Now, back then we couldn't get clearance, but we our security team was part of that team that if it would have been possible, could have made it happen. We never did get a chance to follow through, but I'm telling you that because it's always been in the back of my mind, how to do something like that. It's a whole lot easier with what we want to do with drones. Definitely. Definitely. Cheaper, safer, every, everything. Yeah. It's truth is stranger than fiction. Now, did you, did you come across the Facebook article, uh, drone command live or. That's like where I saw it. Like we all saw it. <laughs> yeah. If if somebody had asked me my opinion of Facebook, it would not have been very high. But because <laughs> of my experience with YouTube SEO, that was one of the requirements to get involved with that group to learn YouTube SEO that they happened to, oh, by the way, the Facebook group. And I said, well, kicking and screaming, I'll do it. Wow. And uh, one thing leads to another. Otherwise, we've always told people stay off of Facebook. You don't want to get involved in that. Anything that's a security risk, anything that's a security risk to the server, to your email, your yeah, privacy. My, um, and my brother-in-law is a, a security expert, and he's been on uh, Air Force One. 
Oh wow. Um, yeah, he's he's been on there and uh I think it was with Obama, maybe. Yeah, Obama. Wow. And uh he always tells us, man, just stay off of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what he always tells me. Stay off of Facebook, stay off of TikTok, da, 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 all that. And uh, you know, so that, my that's that. third my third co-host, we had always told our audience because builder by my computer technology stuff. Um, we'd always told people stay off of that because we were always concerned about security. And he was a Marine. So Joe Winery, love that man. And uh, when I lost him and uh, things started changing with Builder By, I said, you know, I've got to uh, expand my horizons. Okay. I mean, but the world we live in today, there's, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but we have to partake. It is what it is. So, um, so what kind of uh, what like what kind of markets do you handle? What uh, what kind of production do you do? You know, well, like construction, real estate, just like all of us. Yeah, because I was in construction a lifetime ago. I always have that background and perception. I can walk onto a property and I'm looking at door swings. I'm looking at moldings, bases. I see things that, for example, I went into one property for an agent. It was a million dollar property, and I started picking the place apart. And I said. You asked me some questions that I'm going to tell you what I see. For example, they put a new floor down and look great. But that shoe mold is an afterthought to cover the cracks. And oh, by the way, the shoe mold they put down did not match the cabinets. And she said, well, what color should it have been? I said, you want my honest opinion? That shoe mold around those cabinets should have been the same color as the cabinets, not the shoe mold around the base mold. She said, well, that's the way it used to be. I said, well, there you go. you got a million-dollar property that somebody's come in and put lipstick on this pig, and they didn't do a good job. It doesn't have the spit and finish it should have. This looks like a track home, the way it's been finished out. It's been repainted. I said, I'm just telling you like what I see it. I said, now, for me, I do aerials and I can elevate the perspective, but I have the perspective from construction, and I know yeah. when I walk in, if something looks right and if it feels right. Most people walk into a property, and they can't tell you specifics, but they can tell you if something doesn't feel right. Sure. You know, it's like it's like getting someone to say, I can look at a blueprint and I can see a property or I can't. Well, I look at a blueprint and I can see to reiterate left, right door swings, but I can see looking at an elevation, what that's going to be. Some people can't see an elevation until they actually see. And that's what we do with our aerials is elevate that perspective. So when I'm talking to a realtor, I'm talking about, you know, usually their photographers done a fantastic job. I always compliment them that. Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, if you've got some of those aerials, I'd love to be your backup. And oh, right. by the way, we can elevate that perspective. When you have amenities and you can see all that in one shot, it gives people a chance to go, wow, that's what we're all about. I tell realtors, think of me as your secret weapon. Love that. <laughs> I love that. And that's the, like a true SEN member. Well, yeah, and man. everything they ask, everything is always yes. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Answer. Absolutely. We'll, have the answer, we'll figure, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Somebody in the sand net and the sky network is going to have it already figured out and, and they're going to yep. give you the information. No doubt yep. about it. Wonderful, um, wonderful team, Sky Eye. No doubt, no doubt. Now, one of the, the smartest things I ever did, in my opinion, was to collaborate with other drone uh, entrepreneurs in the market, in my market. And by doing that, like, I hooked up with one called Fast Aerial, and we'll probably have her on here. Her name's Mary. Fantastic lady. She's she's former, you know, uh, well, she's an airplane pilot. So she she had a business 
uh, aerial business for like 30 years shooting out of planes, you know. And wow. Drones came on the market and she bought an Air 2S, I think, and uh, um, uh, uh, Inspire, a couple of those and all that. And just kind of saw and just started, you know, doing doing that. And um, she found me and uh, actually by accident. Um, and she doesn't want to do any reality. She just wants to do mainly construction, really, and marketing uh, aerial stuff for drones. Uh, and uh, so I, whenever a realtor comes to her, she just gives them to me, right? No, you know, she doesn't take anything off the top. She just gives it to me. And I do a lot of their um, uh, construction progression photography. Nice. Um, and video and, and actually market some marketing stuff too, as well as my own flight photography um, video and marketing um, and you saw that one I posted on Sen. I think the the hippie shack. Hey, yeah, Dave, I got great. I got I got paid today. Fantastic. Uh, that makes that makes. I, finally, I, I actually got a check today. I was I was like ten days running now. I was trying to chase down the money. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get it. Um, but uh, anyway, so I did. I, I got mine too, buddy. <laughs> I got mine <laughs> too. Nice, nice. Right here. <laughs> So, so what we do is we just kind of talk about, uh, Gil, we just talk, you know, this podcast is all about um, finding out about, you know, you guys, you know, drone entrepreneurs, how they started, you know, what their, what their best day was, what their worst day was. What, what would you say your best day was? I think my best day has probably been helping other people in Sky Network. The very first project after I got my... Uh, I notice you do that a lot. I notice you're on there a lot. Well, I I just like helping folks. Yeah, that's good. The way I look at it is I'm always learning, and uh, the deed has its own reward. And the more I uh, do, the more I realize how little I know, the more I realize how much I need to know. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of walks of life coming together there in that little uh, unfortunate Facebook page, but um, there's a lot of different backgrounds, and, you know, um, I'm always very impressed with Carla and her uh, her water formations and what she's doing with that and how she's transcended now with the 360s with the elk, you know. Those are incredible. We're watching the elk drink out of the fountain that she just created. It's, oh, that it's... blew my mind. I'm thinking, how did, that, did, when you did get she so post that? that? I didn't see. I didn't see that one. Oh, that was cool. What, was that like recent? Yes, oh, mm, sure. a week ago. Couple, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's out. been it's been an ongoing process, but she has created this water formation, and it's got to be her own property, I think, because, um, you know, she does it for other people. But I would say she would have her own as you know the best example of what she can do, and she has now installed three sixty degree cameras, right where the uh, the elk come and kneel down. I never knew they knelt down to drink, but I just figured that really? out. And now they come along and they kneel down the baby elk and they're drinking and she's got the 360 camera right there. Oh, it's wow. amazing. Is, is, is Very impressive. The, the Rico, the Rico 360. Um, I she mentioned what it was, but I didn't. Uh, I can't recall what she said at the time. So I think it may be. Wow, I gotta check that out, man. Yeah. Looking at the video, it almost looks like it's in motion while the animal is kneeling down to drink. That's what wow, got me. That thing. sounds really cool. But because of where she's at, you know, you've got rules for different states and different areas of the world. And in Texas, we cannot 
film wild animals unless we have a permit. No way. Yeah. Wow, really? I've been looking into some of that. So you're in Texas and yes. Carla Jean is in Texas too? She is in, I believe, Colorado. Oh, Col okay. Colorado, yeah. I guess that's where the elk would be. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Why? What, Gil, what's the reasoning behind not filming wildlife? Uh, you have to get a permit. Otherwise, it's classified under hunting. You have that's to have two things. That's just in Texas, though, right? Just for Texas. I don't know about any places else. Just for Texas. One, you have to have a permit from Texas Parks and Wildlife. Number two, you have have permission of the property owner. And that's okay. how I got started. She said, well, I am the property owner. I said, fantastic. I said, where wow. are you located? Don't you guys have like a boar problem in Texas? Like that, I mean, so well, you have a hunting season that. for that? I mean, a drone would be perfect to locate those things. Yes, it would. A few years ago, I was watching uh, and sort of tracking those things before I had a drone. And I was eyeballing alligators. And my goal was to photograph the alligators in the bayous around here close. Some people were saying, look, they were here before they before we were. No, they were not. They got swept in here with some of the hurricanes out of Louisiana. Or else someone let some of them go as pets. Yeah. They used to have one as a pet, so I know all about those. But uh, they get pretty <laughs> big and then get pretty ferocious. And if you see one traveling through the grass real slow, if they sit down as long as you're watching them, if that grass is about 12 inches deep, they'll completely disappear. Yeah. Yep. And you can walk right up on them and not know it. So you want to keep at least 35 feet away. Because if they get up and they decide to run, they will outrun us. Oh, yeah. Well, we're we're in Florida. Davey and I, Davey's in Fort Myers. I'm in Clearwater. So we see gators all the time. And they're not green. They're black. <laughs> yeah. They're not green. And fast. Very fast. And, and, and very fast when they want to be. They can okay. be. Okay, so your best day was helping other people. That's great. Yeah, the um, very first project after I got awesome. my 107, I believe it, and that's what I was looking up. I think it was Ken Piper. Yeah, Ken. I came across a project in uh, Oregon, a lavender farm, that needed a pilot. And oh, wow. I got I got Ken to do that, and so he paid me a finder's fee for that, and I consulted. The next time was... I had a pilot out of Sky Eye contact me from Colorado about wow. something. So those two things were, I guess, were my highlights. My next one was probably a pool shoot I did in uh, kind of south southwest of me, which was pretty cool. Not um, not not billiards, but a pool. Pool uh, pool shoot. <laughs> Swimming pool. pool. Swimming pool. Swimming yeah. Pool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that beautiful project, beautiful family, uh, loved it. Well, those, those are those are um i mean custom made for drones I, I, any pool company if they're not using drone photography or video they're they're missing out big time i did a couple pool shoots myself um but every day i see a pool company on the road and i i need to i need to get more vigilant and call these guys and say hey look check this video and this is what i can do for you because florida is just filled with pools i mean well, what I do is I put a list together and I take a niche topic at a time and I go to their offices and I go to meet the people and put the brochure of you from above in their hands. There you go. Yep. Talk to them, make contact. And I had one pool company that wanted, I've got another pool company I've been working on, actually a list of about 20. And I'm just, you know, I'll go back through the list periodically. Some people you can tell you don't want to work with. It's kind of like realtors. Attitude's everything. Yeah. If their yeah. attitude's not right, you wonder how they sell anything. That's true. Yeah. 
So, so what was your worst day? <laughs> My worst day. I know it was that, probably a crash, a, right? <laughs> well, I have crashed. Uh, I have two drones. I've crashed each one of them once, which is a real bummer, but that's not the worst. I think the worst is I look at a day and I have to think about, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but I like where I'm at. So I have to focus on what I have done instead of what I haven't done. Very good. Very good. That's keeping that positive attitude. So, so you far, nobody's to... beaten Davey Kessner's uh, worst day. <laughs> right, Dave? Right, Dave? <laughs> he tackled yes, a drone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? It wasn't just the drone, was it, Davey? It was, it was uh, Enterprise, wasn't it? Enterprise drone. Tell them, tell them what happened. Oh, my God. Um, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I just think the the drone got out of control. It, uh, and he was very new into it, right? He, wasn't he was very pilot, new into it, yeah. And it, uh, it got out of control. And the guy came over to tell him, what the hell are you doing? And the next thing, the drone took off. And Dave went after it and tackled it. <laughs> he tackled the drone. He got I mean, cut, cut up and everything. But again, Gil, it wasn't a Air 2S. It was a, an Enterprise, I guess. It was one of those big ones. It was a bit, you know, an, Enterprise. An huge. Dropper. Yeah. You're talking like a Matrice? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Ouch. You I'd run after it too. Imagine tackling that thing. Oh my well, God. it's interesting. Both times that I've had that problem were with Twilights. Mm. One time I was getting a real good arc the first time and I hit a tree. My depth perception. So I've learned fly an area in the daylight oh. before you fly at twilight. That, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Speaking, second, speaking of that, I did a twilight tonight and I, what I've done, I mean, so it's, you know, so you, you set up a camera, like a, it could be a DSLR, you could do that. You put your ISO really low, you put your, you know, your, your um, F-stop 5.6, you know, somewhere on there. If you can and adjust then, it. it. Right. If you Yeah. And then you, you know, you want that shutter to be about maybe four seconds, you know, three, four seconds. Well, that's great. But in a drone, it's moving a little bit, you know. And like you said, Gil, you might have some wind up there. So it's kind of a, for me, it's kind of a crap shoot, whether I have a good twilight shot or, or shoot or not. Um, yep. So I take many pictures and I bracket them. I take a lot of pictures. Um, and uh, so we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Uh, if I, if I, if they turn on, I'll definitely post them. Hope got about a minute good. and 30 seconds left here. But the last uh, the second time I had a crash was uh, I, I got too far down on the battery and it decided to return to home and I didn't catch it quick enough and it ran into a column because it couldn't see it. The sensors at night go wacky. Yeah. Hey, Brent. Brindley. <laughs> Daddy will take a shot. Yeah, no, no, I drank it. I need another one. This shot. This is double shot drone. So before we um, end the cast, we always drink a shot. It, it could be anything, you know. Sometimes iced tea. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little for the weather tonight. I'm doing uh, tea. I was gonna say your your voice sounds a little uh, sexy. Little, yeah, like like you're smoking. <laughs> yeah, twenty pack today, bro. That's it. Um. <laughs> Well, Gil, thank you very much for coming on tonight. It was a pleasure um, getting to know you and, um, you know, keep the good work. And I love the fact that focusing what I have done and not what I haven't done is your mantra. That, my friend, is a, a great speak right there. Cheers. I'm honored. Bye.
Cheers, mate. Um, and we'll see you uh, on the Facebook page. I think we're going to run out of time. I look forward to it. Y'all have a great day. All right. You be good now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Gil. Thank right. you. Appreciate hey. it. Uh, he's out there doing his thing, so...